Good morning, podcast EGS family. Y'all know how we get down, man. I'm here with Brandon Harewood, Michael Tilly, back for another exciting day of rankings. How you guys doing this morning? Fantastic, as always. Sir, doing good. It's Sersky, man. Today is uh, July 13th. If you miss prom day, it's over now. But um, yeah, man, another day, July 13th. And actually, today is the third day. So I believe this marks uh, eight weeks now from officially the start of football season, if I'm correct uh, today. So um, super excited, man. We're getting super close. Uh, kind of the same if you guys kind of been sticking with us the last two years. Um, we're going to do quarterback rankings today. We're going to get into our top 12 consensus quarterback rankings. Um, you're probably going to hear a lot of arguing throughout the show. I'm not going to lie. Um, a lot of discrepancy in the list. Um, yeah, I'll just say that a lot of discrepancies in the list. But that's the whole point of us being on. You know what I mean? Um, Number one should not be number one, but I won't get past that. What are you? Let's jump into some news and notes, man. So uh, it's not too much to go over since the past couple of weeks. You know, it's kind of the dead period for football where they're just resting before everything really gets going. Um, but the main two kind of will be uh, Josh Jacobs of the Las Vegas Raiders and Saquon Barkley of the New York Giants are both not reporting to camp or have no intentions of reporting to camp unless they get a long-term deal. Um which could hold out into preseason and week one. Uh, nobody knows how far this could go. But uh, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know how to ask this question. I guess, like, I'm not going to say whose team is impacted more, but where do you – I don't know how to – yeah, if one of the other is not playing. I mean, it's pretty equal. I feel like – yeah. I mean, probably the Giants would probably be impacted more just because they have – less receiving options. Um, but at the same time, Josh Jacobs probably got the most volume rushing-wise in the league last year, so he's pretty valuable as well. So, I mean, both of these teams really need them. They're both young players. They're both proven players. So I don't know how to, how these teams are going to handle these situations. Um, I do agree that, like, running backs probably don't get the respect they deserve, I guess, when you're talking financially. Um just based on how reliable they are and how necessary they are to offenses. But at the same time, their careers don't really last long. So I get it. I get both sides, but I don't know. Um, this is a weird situation. I hate situations like this. It feels like it happens every year. So I don't know what to do. Just got to wait and see what happens. I guess the question to determine which one would be more important than not holding out is which team is going to win more games. I don't even think I could give you the answer to that one. Like, who do you think is going to win more games? I'm sure Vegas has them both at similar win total numbers. I think the Giants are at five and a half or six and a half. It's, like, terribly low for them to have made the playoffs. But I'll say this. I think the answer is easily Saquon because he does too much for the offense. Um, I know Jacobs yeah, is crazy. The Raiders, the Raiders will still have Devontae Adams. Um, but their, their backup running back is Brandon Bolden. Uh, so, I don't know. This might, it might be about equal because – <laughs> I think I feel like Breida. I'd rather have Breida as my backup, knowing what I'm getting coming in. Um, but from a fantasy perspective, that's two out of the top six running backs from last year that might not be replaying week one. Exactly, that's the issue. Say they the do. Problem. Say they do hold out the entire offseason, um, but they are playing week one, like basically playing angry. Um, does that does that change their draft stock to you? Like just knowing like they're just upset. I, I'm. I mean, I'm a firm believer you can work out as much as you want, but you will never get in the type of shape you need to be in until you're actually on the field running through the plays with your teammates. Yeah. I'm a firm believer. So that bothers me if they're not going to be playing or just like if you're not going to basically – it's not even about not playing in the preseason, but if you're just not going to practice with the team or do anything and then just show up week one, like, yeah, give me the rock. Yeah. I, I get your Saquon and Josh Jacobs, but bro, that's a lot to ask for. <laughs> and get into our second last piece of news. I guess it's all RB news today. Um. Mr. Michael Tilly's favorite running back in history, Broncos running back Javante Williams, is expected to be ready for the start of the season. Um, honestly, I'm not believing this. I'm just gonna keep it above <laughs> me. I don't. I do not believe this. Um, and when they say didn't, expected, didn't to be, JK didn't JK Dobbins say he he was gonna be ready last year and then he wasn't <laughs> until like week four. Like, bro, and then on top of that, when he came back, he still wasn't healthy. So I don't know, everybody's need recovery, especially this ACL thing. Y'all know what running backs, everybody's knee is completely different. Um, so I guess it really just put it, but 
Piron is probably one of the best backups you're ever gonna get in the league, to be honest. So I don't think they're gonna rush Javante back by any means. Yeah, and I sure. also feel like even if Javante was healthy, I mean, I know there's not a lot of workhorses in the league, but I don't even think he would have been like a workhorse type of running back where he's like dependable to put in as an RB1. I mean, what do you guys think? Are you guys like say like just looking at his last two years, I know he got hurt last year, but even the year before, it seems like they've always wanted to split work with him. Like when it was Melvin Gordon, even when people felt like he was a lot better than Melvin Gordon, it's like they were still splitting work. Do you guys feel like if they're both healthy, what do you guys think the like split would be well, as far as carries? Yeah, I remember Sean Payton supported Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram, and they both were valuable for fantasy. That's true. Steve, um, you took the words out of my mouth. I don't know. I was thinking, so it doesn't bother me, I guess. if I think there was a stat where Sean Payton coached for every single year. One of his running backs was top 12, if you want Sean Payton in the offense. Do you feel like Javante Williams could be top 12? He has the skill set. I, I don't know. If, I mean, if Would you draft healthy, him as a top 12 running back if he was fully healthy? I mean, I don't think his ADP would get up that high, even if he is fully healthy. Because, uh, like, right now, he's RB29, pick 78. So, I don't think it would get up, you know, 20 or, you know, whatever. What is it? 18 spots, 16 spots in the course of two and a half months or two I mean, months. Would you like him or uh, Cam Akers? Both Cam fully Akers. healthy? Yeah, fully healthy. I want to to. Okay. I just think Akers will have more usage, so probably Akers guy in that situation. Um, if you look at the top 12, I mean, I, if he was healthy, there's no way he doesn't deserve to go around Najee and Kenneth Walker. That's fair. In my opinion, personally. Um, <laughs> he's your owner. But, yeah, man, uh, not too much news and notes for you guys, man. Just all running back news, injuries, holdouts. Well, hopefully they'll start getting some love soon, man. But start changing, gentlemen. It's time to hop into this top 12 quarterback rankings. Y'all, you guys know how we like to do it around here. Not that it matters for quarterback, but yes, everything's half point PPR, but that does not matter for quarterback. And um, we will be starting from 12, going all the way down to one, like we do every list. So we can uh, go ahead and get into our honorable mentions, as we always do, just a few guys who did not make the list, whether that was consensus reasons or individual reasons. Um, my biggest my biggest honorable mention was Aaron Rodgers, for me, probably. Um that's a guy, bro, just two seasons ago, bro. If you look at it, other than last year, look at the finishes. Like, he, he's just not getting outside the top six, seven, eight. And at this point, you're basically getting him for dirt cheap at this point. I know they're still going to run the ball a lot. Um, I know they're going to try to protect A-Rod, not make him have to do maybe as much until they really need him to. But, I mean, you got Garrett Wilson. You got Lazar. He's still comfortable with. Um, still going to have the running backs in the receiving game. I'm not saying, like, it's a top five receiving core or anything, but. I don't know. It's just Aaron Rodgers. It's hard for me to see him finishing out the top 12 two years in a row. I agree. Because I remember you said this on the phone with me uh, a few weeks ago. You were like, really the year before last, he was the MVP. And was he back-to-back back. Back MVP? Yes. So, um, I mean, it's hard to tell. I mean, he's a guy. I mean, he's 39 years old. If he's losing it or not, just based on last year. But he, he was in a terrible situation just receiver-wise last year. Um, but, like, with the weapons he has now. I'm not saying he he's it's hard to tell if he's still MVP caliber, but I mean, I'm sure he still has something left in the tank and he's a guy who's consistently um, top 12 his entire career um, bearing injury besides last year. So I want to say his ADP is starting to creep up there higher than it was a couple of weeks ago. I'm pretty sure. Let me look. Yeah. I mean, he's still QB 16, but if I remember correctly, he might have been a little further down than that. It's like he's in front of Anthony Richardson now. I just think that's a little um, disrespectful, bro. What, QB 16? Right in front of Anthony Richardson. Bro. He played it down in the NFL. Are we – bro, are we serious? <laughs> he's a back-to-back MVP just two years ago, and he's QB 16. Uh, I don't know, man. At that point, you're basically – he's almost undraftable in certain leagues. Um, I don't know, Tilly. I don't – well, you like Anthony Richardson. Like, That's probably your – I don't know. Go ahead. My honorable mention was actually going to be Vanilla Vic himself, uh, <laughs> Danny Dimes. I mean, yeah, 
I think last year, I got to pull up the stats real quick, but last year will be tough to repeat on the from a ground perspective. But he got the best pass catcher he's got to play with this offseason in Darren Waller. Um, you know, last year he was QB9. So he threw for only – I mean, he only threw 15 passing touchdowns. Is another upside from last year. That number can definitely go up. But he had 708 yards on the ground and seven touchdowns. So that's where I guess there might be a little worry. But I do think those passing touchdown numbers can go up. And he can maintain a steady – I think he can maintain 400 to 500 on the ground and four or five touchdowns. I would think four probably. And I mean, if, if Saquon Barkley holds out and he doesn't play and you're on the goal line, I think that Daniel Jones might get a QB sneak over Matt Breida. Just my thoughts. I agree. And for me, with Daniel Jones, my biggest question is, are you worried he's this past season with the only season – He's ever played every single game, and technically, he still didn't do it. Uh, I mean, I don't. I'm not going in here thinking he's going to get hurt, so it doesn't bother me that much. You know, last year people were asking me if it bothered me that McCaffrey was my 101, and <laughs> paid off. Yeah, he didn't get hurt like he was hurt every year before. You know, that's fair enough. But I, I guess in, so. I mean, injuries stop eventually unless you're just super unlucky. And I want you. To, case, I want you to. Uh... Keep that same energy for my boy Michael Thomas when we talk receivers. Yeah. That's what Michael <laughs> Thomas doesn't get that energy from you, Michael. The, the New Orleans Saints number two wide receiver. Here we go. What I guess the only thing that kind of bothers me is like that's a big jump. QB 25, 24, 27, then nine. I I think I just need another year to see if that's repeatable before I trust it on my own team. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, you guys know how I feel about Daniel Jones. I wasn't always the biggest fan. But he Hater. did. He, he impressed me last year, and like and like Tilly said, he's getting better weapons. They're not the best in the world, but Darren Waller helps. I even think Paris Campbell helps a little bit as well. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see what he does. Um, my um honorable mention is my boy, who I joke on a lot, but Deshaun Watson. Um, I mean ADP wise. Wait, let me pull a four for four really quick. Um, he's going QB9 right now. He's going QB9. So, yeah. I mean, around the fantasy community, people respect him. I don't have him QB9. I mean, I don't even have him top 12. But, I mean, when you just look at the history of Deshaun Watson, I mean, how he's getting paid. I mean, the Browns have made a lot of – made some decent acquisitions this offseason as well. But when you just look back on his career, he finished after his rookie year. I mean, he's a guy who stays healthy, 16 games, 15 games, 16 games, QB5 every single year. He looked awful last year. I will say that. I mean, but I mean, I, I think that's just what that just came with, you know, not being with the team, not playing, you know, during the offseason, not playing during the entire season. He, I mean, he came in week 13. I mean, it's basically the end of the season. Um, and of course, you know, with all the legal things he was dealing with, he was probably just kind of messed up mentally as well. Um, so I think after a full offseason with the team, they added Elijah Moore, which I've heard. I mean, I know he hasn't had the best career in the world, but I mean, people who know football know Elijah Moore is very talented. And I've heard he's had a lot of chemistry with Deshaun Watson. Um, and of course, we know who Amari Cooper is. He's a really good receiver, veteran receiver at that. I mean, I think Deshaun Watson could maybe sneak into the top 12. I mean, he's a guy who has rushing upside. I mean, we know the type of arm he has. Um, if he can figure it out with the Browns, I mean. Top 12 is is very doable. I mean, just looking at the type of player he is, it's almost similar. I, I can't really compare to Aaron Rodgers, but, I mean, he's a really good guy with a really good resume. Um, So, hopefully he can get it back. I think the only thing holding me back from when you know, I did my rankings was that the focal point of the offense is who ends up behind him or beside him. Exactly. That's, that's the tough part. The Browns aren't really a high-volume passing offense, so – well, yeah, everybody knows that's why he didn't – that's a lot of reason why he didn't make my list. Um, I do believe he will be better year two, but um, like I told Brandon, for the guys that did make 11 and 12 and 10, I could be wrong, but I just believe their court their coordinators are more willing to say turn around and hand the ball off, or I mean pass it instead of handing it off to Nick Chubb, which is a great option. You can't blame him for that. Um, And, hell, when you come in week 13, man, the team's morale is already down if you suck. 
I'm gonna be honest. It's not even just yeah. that. Like the whole team morale is already down if you suck. I mean, I, I don't know, man. Um, but Deshaun Watson, um, weeks 13 to 18 was QB 14. Yeah, it wasn't pretty. It was not pretty. But it's right outside the top 12, though. It's not like he's yeah, you know, too far off. Um, so I like look at it. Um, and I don't know why. I feel like I'm the biggest Njoku fan ever. That he just refuses to break out. Like no, you're not. You didn't bro, even have many rankings. That bro, look at the production. How do you give somebody seventy million dollars and still refuse to throw them the ball? <laughs> That's crazy. Um, and I have heard Elijah. I ain't gonna lie. Um, Elijah Moore might be on one of my rosters. I might be honest with you. Um, for what the word around camp is, he might be on one of mine. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But sorry, you honorable Mitchell fellas. Let's get to the real top twelve. Here. Uh, coming in at number 12, Mr. Jerry Goff of the Detroit Lions. I did. If you asked me a year ago, would I be saying this? I would have gave you a hard Stephen A. Smith. Hell no. <laughs> if you asked me, I'd be saying this a year ago. The favorites in their division, Detroit Lions. The new hottest team. Part. Yeah, the new hottest team in the league. We're going to bite the kneecap off on the way down. I would go. Mr. <laughs> his third top 12 finish last year of his career. Yes, sir. And um, it was really good. Like, I, when I watched golf and with the Rams, all I kept hearing was, it's McVay, it's McVay, it's McVay, nothing else. Okay. I hate to say it. If you look at it, from a touchdown interception ratio, that's the best season he ever had. It was. So, um, and the rushing upside, you're never going to get. So, just go ahead and scratch that. It's not going to happen. Um but throwing 29 touchdowns last year, only seven INTs. Um, I just think he's super efficient. He had 587 attempts. So when you look at that, he's a guy who threw for 4,400 yards last year. And I don't know what happened uh like the last two years in uh with the Rams, but I mean he still threw for 3,900 and 4,600. So I don't know. I think it's a guy like I was talking about with B Wood and then it's like if they ran that much with Jamal Williams in Montgomery, I don't see how they run any more. With Gibbs and I mean Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift, I don't see how they run any more with Gibbs and Montgomery. I just don't understand how that would possibly be a thing. He's borderline disrespected in the fantasy community, if you ask me. Because what is his ADP right now? I think his eight. I'm saying just and the respect he gets when you just bring up his name. I mean, he's QB twelve in ADP, but I'm saying when you bring up his name to like people, I think yeah. he's a little disrespected. Like Jared Goff. Like what? That's why I was. That's what I was telling these guys yesterday. Like he has some of the lowest name value uh, amongst the top twelve guys. I feel like when looking at golf. So, I guess the thing is, yeah, they did lose Hawkinson towards the back half of the season, but that that clearly didn't slow him down a lot. Um, I think Amon Ra will still get a huge target share from golf. Like you clearly are not going to get Jamison Williams back until what week seven, if I'm correct. Um, for the Gambling policy that was violated. Um, and Sam Laporta, if I'm pronouncing his name right, uh, everybody's been raving about him at camp, saying they might have got to steal it tight end. So, um, and on top of that, they made it clear they want to use Gibbs pretty much as a flex player, just a running back and a receiver. So, um, like I said, I just think those two guys combined are less ball, like, how do I say this? Less ball heavy dominant. I guess when they're running the ball, like Gibbs and Montgomery, I think cannot get as many carries as Williams and Swift. I just don't see it happening. I agree, but I mean, and if if you're gonna, for the people that are like, I don't know about this, if you're gonna say that Amon Ra is a top twelve receiver, then you have to have a quarterback that can throw the ball, and Jared Goff can do that. And a lot of the time, when these guys support a top twelve receiver, the QB ends up finishing pretty close to the top twelve. And he finished QB 10 last year, so uh, not too far off where we have him. I think that's very repeatable. We did 283 points. Um, I see the pass attempts being similar, but 600 pass attempts is a lot. <laughs> People understand that. It's not yeah. normal. It was number six in the league last year. But I think, like you said, I think it's repeat- repeatable. And this is his third year in the offense. I mean, who's to say he doesn't get better, like, just efficiency-wise as well? I mean, year one to year two, he jumped from 194 points to 283. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. You know, kind of take some of that with salt. But I think golf is one of those guys. Uh, I'm probably still not going to take him at his ADP, to be honest with you. I'm not taking him in round 10. 
It's just not for my cup of tea. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and get into number eleven. Want to introduce your favorite quarterback, Tilly? No. Coming in at number eleven is Mister Dakota Rain Prescott, Dak Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys, folks. Wow! Did you pull out the whole name? I did. Dakota. Listen, now there was a lot of. Uh, Really, there was no argument. It was just one guy chirping at us yesterday. Um, explain to us why you don't want Dak in here. Don't run from me. No, you, you, you guys talk about why you want him in there. <laughs> you want? I'll go first. Yeah, well, go for Dak, for me, I mean, honestly, <clears throat> I guess like compared to the guys that got left out on honorable mentions and Jerry Goff as well. Um. My my best stat and my most obvious thing for me is, man, when he plays 16 games, it's, it's going to be hard for him to finish outside the top 12. It's just not going to happen um, if he plays 16 games. And the one year he did, he finished number 14. I don't, I don't know what happened. But every you have finishes of 7, 10, 2, and 8. I'm not saying he's a top three guy by any means, but he is definitely going to be a top 12 guy in my opinion. Tilly, you're just mad because he's scarred you. That's the only reason. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think Joe basically said it all. Um, I feel like Dak is just a really proven quarterback. I mean, you just look at just look at his resume. Um, he's always just a top twelve guy, very competitive, and I feel like the Cowboys are just a really great team as well. And then, I mean, I feel like his only issue is just injuries. But um, I don't know if you mentioned this, Joe, but I mean, in the games he played last year, he was QB six. The year before that, he was QB eight. Year before that, 2020, he only played five games. So again, he does get injured. But in those five games, weeks one through five, he was QB two. So like in the year before that, he was QB two. So this is a guy of a lot of upside with a guy like CD Lamb, who I believe is one of the, one of the best receivers in the league, entering his what third or fourth year. Yeah. At this point, yeah. he's a veteran. They also added Brandon Cooks to the receiver core as well. Um, and then I think. Michael Gallup's second year off of his ACL injury will be really good as well. Um, and then, of course, Tony Pollard is so involved in the passing game as well. So I just think he has a lot of weapons. Cowboys are really great offense um, in the competitive division. Really, QB, QB 11 could be a little disrespectful if he plays all his games. Could be, honestly, if he plays yeah. all his games. So um, he's just got to trust. I mean, he's not the flashiest guy in the world. He may not win you like. He may not put up a lot of 30-point games or anything like that, but, I mean, I think he's a pretty steady quarterback who you can count on for, like, 18 to 20, 22 points every every given week. So, I like that. Does the offensive coordinator change concern anybody? Um, I guess. I, I heard they're trying to run the ball more. Because the reason they got rid of Kellen Moore is because he threw the ball too much, pretty much. Well, yeah. I mean, for me, he may not be Josh Allen. He may not be Lamar Jackson. You cannot deny he is a goal line threat when they get down there to take it in himself at some point. My biggest thing is I am worried about the offense coordinator change because with Mike McCarthy, I never knew how much of it felt like Aaron Rodgers was just doing Aaron Rodgers things or Mike McCarthy was actually doing that good to play calls. Am I wrong for saying I know they said they want to run the ball more, but it's like without Zeke, you have to put a little more on Dak's shoulders. You have to. Yes, Tony Pollard and Ronald Jones. There's uh-huh. still a chance that Zeke resigns too. He could. Um, but I mean, they've always run the ball a lot. I mean, that's my thing. What year have they not? <laughs> they're a really fast-paced offense. Um, I mean, if they I mean if they're they're also saying that they're lowering the pace of play, that's definitely concerning as well. Um, because they've always figured out a way to just run the ball a lot as well as throw the ball a lot. So I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's kind of like a wait and see, which could be a reason why he's at QB 11 instead of QB whatever he's been finishing the last four four years, which is around QB, ranging from QB 2 to QB 6. Um, so, yeah, I'm with Tilly. We'll it's kind of like what Dilly said. I mean, I don't depend on injury, and it's like, you know, at some point you're going to play all your games. Um, and if he does, I just do not believe 12 quarterbacks put up better statistical seasons if he plays all 18 games in a sense that way. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and jump into number 10. I think this was the biggest, um, one of the biggest for me, the, the hardest one to rank. I can't speak for everyone. Um, coming in at number 10 is Mr. Geno Smith of the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> Geno, 
like I said, I can't speak for everyone, but Gino was extremely hard to rank. I didn't know if he was going to make my top 12, to be honest. Um, but the more I looked at it, the more I kind of just, you know, believed in it. But you want to talk about wanting to run the ball more. That's my concern. Um, Seattle is scaring me a little bit um, with all these running backs. And they have two quality running backs now. It's not like two dudes. They have a real, com- like, combo. Um, but they did drive Jackson Smith and Jigba in the first round as well. So uh, they could immediately have one of the best wide receiver trios in all of football um, from day one. So I guess essentially is his previous year even close to repeatable? Essentially is what you have to ask for, though. Now, you're not asking him to finish QB5. I get it. He's not to finish QB5. I Maybe. mean, he has all the weapons at his disposable – or at his disposable, at his disposal that he needs <laughs> to succeed. With what you just said, drafting Jason in the first round, still DK, still Tyler Lockett. There's no reason he shouldn't be good. Yeah. And we all make QB 10. This is a man who finished QB 5. QB 5. That's insane. Is it repeatable? Maybe not to an extent, but I think he's he's capable, more capable of putting up a QB 10 year uh, with the additions of weapons. And he, I mean, he's he's kind of similar to Dak in a way where it's like he's not going to give you these these huge games where you're getting 35 crazy numbers, 30 points, 28 points on the regular. But, I mean, he's a guy who's going to get you on a week-to-week basis um, 20 points, um, which sometimes you're okay with if you're if you're stacked at other positions. Um, but, yeah, the only thing weird about Geno is the fact that this literally came out of nowhere. Like, this is a guy who was floating around from team to team, probably on his way out of the league um, until last year. And we didn't even know if he was going to start last year. He was on a competition between him and Drew Locke and puts up – he's basically the fifth quarterback in the league last year. So, it's kind of weird to have that type of outlier year. And this is his 10th year in the league. That was his ninth year in the league last year. That's kind of weird. Um, So, we'll have to see. But I mean, I'm confident in him. I mean, the good side is that without, you know, go ahead. You good. Without looking, do either of you know his ADP? Like overall, just QB outside the top. 12. I think outside the top twelve, so probably like <laughs> probably like 13, 14. Yeah. 15. Yeah. Come on, bro. That'd so be the biggest pick, deal. Pick, he's, the, he's the only guy in the top twelve. He's really the only guy in our top twelve that's not is going QB. Outside the top twelve, hey, wow. we just that's just that's a steal, it's a steal. And another intrigue is that you want to talk about consistency. Gino had eleven out of eighteen weeks where he was a QB one or a top twelve QB. Um, wow, that's very consistent to have eleven. And if you want to talk about the weeks he missed, QB fourteen, QB fifteen, QB fifteen, QB fifteen. Like bro, he literally, Gino probably arguably, if you look at it, Gino might have been outside of the superstars the most consistent quarterback in fantasy football. So, um, one, I feel like it's all there, but my only problem is the ash. Like, you draft a wide receiver with your first pick or well, second pick, then you draft a running back. I'm gonna be honest, I, I don't think I've ever seen that happen in the draft where teams go wide receiver and running back in a real NFL draft. when, when they already spent draft <laughs> capital on our running back last year. Yeah, hey, I guess if they thought that was the best available, then they thought that was the best or the best fit slash available. Then. Yeah. All I see it is more and more weapons for Geno Smith. And like you said, I mean, he was so efficient. I'm looking at just efficient, like just completion percentage. He had a higher completion percentage than Patrick Mahomes, uh, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Josh Allen. This guy, basically 70% of his passes were completed. That's hard to in the NFL. That's crazy. He was number four in passing touchdowns. So with better weapons this year, hey. Hey, throw it out there. <laughs> He had 370 rushing yards. Yes. That's another thing I meant to say. That yeah. matters. That matters. Um, I can't believe this. Last year, Geno Smith produced 4,600 yards of offense. I never thought I would see that. That's crazy. Um, there you guys go on a little spill on Geno. We're going to go ahead and hop right into our number nine quarterback on the list. And we have Mr. Kirk Cousins of the Minnesota Vikings. Um, I would say this probably was the biggest, almost one of the biggest discrepancies probably in the chat. About where he might shoot. I guess Brandon having the same spot as me, so I guess Tilly just hates him again. Um, but yeah, man, I guess I'll start off as a Kirk stand. Yes, I am the biggest Kirk Cousins fan, probably between all of us in here. 
It's not that I love Kirk Cousins or anything. I just think he's and rightfully so, he's not at the best finishes. I mean, last year he did finish QB six, but before that it's QB eleven, QB eleven, nineteen, thirteen. So nothing out of this world. But uh let's be honest, fellas. Last year he had a career high in uh pass attempts, second most yards ever, uh third most touchdowns of his career. And let's be honest, I don't see the Vikings running the ball any more than they did last year. It's very similar to um Jerry Goff to me. Like I don't see them running the ball any more than they do. They went out and added Jordan Addison in the first round, um, which I think shows yes, um, they needed a number two wide receiver outside of Jefferson when Thielen was gonna leave. But um Addison's one of the most hyped up guys that we talk about in this chat, like in terms of rookies. Uh, he could be very special uh, day one. I don't know. I just think with Kurt, um, it's kind of similar to Jared Goff and these other guys and Geno Smith is like I feel like I know what I'm getting week to week, and I may not get those 30-point weeks like Brandon kind of alludes to, but more than not, if you look at it, Kirk had a lot of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Kirk had seven games of 20 points or more. So I feel like he has very good upside, um, very good stability, more so than not. There are going to be a few weeks where you're not happy, but that's just where it happens. Um, I don't know. For me, I got him at number nine just because I believe the passing volume. I believe volume is king. And I just don't see how the attempts are not in a similar area than what they already were. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I feel like you pretty much said it all. I kind of look at him similar to how I looked at uh, Geno Smith in a way. I mean, when you're just talking volume, um, Kirk Cousins was number four in, in pass attempts. I mean, when you're talking yards, he was number four in passing yards. Look at last year, he was QB six. Um, right now we have him, what, a QB nine? Yes. Just another guy who I feel like is is a pretty good value if you wanted if you really want to wait on um quarterback in your draft. Um, like you said, they added Jordan Addison and you didn't even mention TJ Hawkinson being added um midway sure. through the season last year. And honestly, in my opinion, people don't talk about him a lot. I really like uh KJ Osborne as well. Um yeah, that's your favorite player. <laughs> literally, like he's a really good player, in my opinion. So I think he'll have even more opportunity to step up as well with Thielen gone. So, I mean, with that core, I mean, he has one of the best sets of weapons in the league. Um, and then they got rid of Dalvin Cook. I mean, I know they still have Alexander Madison, but I believe they will throw the ball more with the exit of Dalvin Cook. Um, so I think he'll also be – he'll be top five in volume again. And that's with Tom Brady being in that list of, like, guys with volume. And Tom Brady's out of the league. So he could, he could definitely be top five in, in passing volume again. And they're saying that they're going to throw the ball even more this year. And so I think they're just going to um, continue what they did last year. It's another year of Justin Jefferson, number one receiver in the league, apparently coming into this year. Or Jamar Chase. I don't know how ADP is. It's swaying nowadays. I feel like it changes every day. Not your heart. You want to say Chase. <laughs> but, yeah, with, with, uh, with Justin Jefferson and Hawkinson being a top three tight end and Jordan Addison, one of the best uh, – I guess rookie rookie receivers come into the league this year. I mean, they could be just as good. He could be just as good as he was last year, at least efficiency wise. Um, he wasn't the most efficient. I mean, sixty five point nine percent was was pretty decent when, when I'm just looking at the rest of QBs. Pa- passing touchdowns twenty nine. I mean, he did throw a decent amount of interceptions last year, fourteen, um, which could come down. Maybe if he can get that to like ten, that would be a lot better. Um, but yeah, I like Kirk Cousins a lot. He'll have a lot of volume and just one of those dependable, you know, passing quarterback guys doesn't have any much rushing upside, but he'll throw the ball a lot. Yeah. First apologies. My dog decided to grab the toy with the squeaker in it. Um, so if you hear a squeaker, that's not me, I promise. Um, but like I said before, to support a top 12 wide receiver, you've got to be pretty consistent and, to support the number one wide receiver in fantasy, you've got to be really consistent. Um, not like you said, Jordan Addison, in my opinion, was the best wide receiver in the draft. Uh, they added mm. him. Hot take. Uh, Let's calm down. Let's calm down. What? What? It's not better than my house state guys, but let's calm, let's calm down a little bit. All of them? His ADP is high. His ADP is, I think, the highest rookie wide receiver. That's because he has the most. Stop. Go ahead. <laughs> Look at his one. Look at his year with a competent quarterback in college. Look at his year with a what? A competent quarterback. Look at his year with a. He played just played. He just played with the kid who won the Heisman. What do you mean? That's a good point. It doesn't yeah, get any better Kenny, than that. You played the best player in college football. 
Kenny Pickett doesn't run as much as Caleb Williams does. That's fair, but go ahead. Anyway, yeah, I mean, there's just – I think that he's got all the weapons that he needs, and I don't know if they'll run or more or less with Alexander Madison, but I, I just think that if K.J. Osborne, like Bill says, your number three receiver, then you're in pretty good hands to have a successful season. I just want to add, JSN so is actually higher than uh, Addison, ADP on 4 for 4 yeah. Wow. The wide receiver, the wide, the wide receiver, receiver 33. Three. And the wide receiver three in their offense. <laughs> Here goes the hatred. But Am I am I wrong? No, he is the wide not, receiver you're, three. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. No. And I do believe the Vikings will pass more. Um, But if you tell me he's going to get 650 attempts again, you can sign me up. I'll wait for a quarterback. He's going to throw the ball 650 times again. That's just absurd. Um. But there is no reason to believe that it goes any lower. Like, there's nothing – I don't know. Like I said, watching the Dalvin got released. Um, And even though Kirk has not been, like, a top eight guy every year, I mean, you can't deny it. The last three years in a row, he's been a QB top 12. I mean, 11, 11 to 6. So, if you could just be in between that and be around 8, 9, or 10, I could be happy with what I'm getting back for Cousins. Now, this is where it gets spicy. Coming to number eight. We have Justin Fields of the Chicago Bears. Maybe I'll let Brandon start off because at first he thought he had to take a second to look, but maybe he thought we were wilding or tripping at first. No, no, no. I don't think I don't think anybody was tripping. We 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 can all admit that this little group of uh these next three or four guys we're gonna talk about, it's a little tough to uh it's a little tough to rank these guys. But I mean I'm a big fan of Justin Fields. Um coming into this year. I actually had him at QB six. Um, and a lot of that has to do with his rushing ability. I mean, it was insane what we saw last year. Um, he finishes QB seven, but I mean, what you got to look at, I mean, I know a lot of people can say this isn't repeatable or which it probably isn't, uh, but do ran for 1,143 yards. And I don't know what that ranks amongst just all players in the league, just rushing wise. I think we were talking about a little bit la- uh, last night, but I mean, that's insane. There's a lot of running backs not running for that many yards. Um, do I think he's going to get that many attempts again this year? Probably not. I mean, 160 attempts is a, is quite a quite a lot. And then he also had eight rushing touchdowns, which could be repeatable in my opinion. Um, what I like about what I like mainly about his situation is um, the addition of DJ Moore, who I think is a really good receiver. Um, do you guys think this is the best quarterback that DJ Moore will have played with outside of Cam Newton? Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think you know, he's a really good, really good receiver, really good proven receiver who I feel like will help Justin Fields in the passing game. I mean, when you look at Justin Fields passing just stats, I mean, 2,242 passing yards is god-awful. I don't even know where that ranks in the league last year. 17 touchdowns, got awful in 11 picks. Just terrible. Um, a lot of people try to make a comparison of like Josh Allen receiving Stefan Diggs, Jalen Hurts receiving AJ Brown. I don't think it's to that extent at all. I don't I hate when people make that comparison. But I definitely do think it will help um Justin Fields a lot. You hate you hate DJ Moore. I, I do hate DJ Moore, but I will respect him. He's a consistent DJ Moore is scared of the end zone. He is scared in his own, and so is Justin Fields. Uh, <laughs> I'll get into DJ Moore touchdown thing later, but um, with Fields, I'll just be honest. My biggest concern and the reason where, like, I know he finished five. I'm sorry, I am the Debbie Downer in this group. I am not the optimistic one. Let me make that very clear on every player I talk about. I am not the optimistic guy. I do not think it's repeatable to have those type of crazy runs. I just I was about to say that is just not repeatable. Insane. Like if you, he probably has like maybe if you count five of his biggest runs, could have been like a third of his yards. Like, and I'm not saying it's not like great to have that ability. It's good to know that he can do those things. But the eight touchdowns, I think it's actually replicable. I think he can get the seven or eight touchdowns. I believe that. But ripping off eighty yard runs every week is not going to happen. I'm sorry, that's just especially year two when they got the film on you. Oh, buddy, boy, that is not happening. I promise you. Um. He's like Lamar. He's going to have a lot of good plays where he still gets very loose, very active. Um, I would like to see the progression as a passer, especially since DJ Moore has come over. I don't want to hear you don't have a number one. 
You have DJ Moore and Darnell Mooney. Those are two very good route runners, two very good receivers. You have a good running game behind you. Not saying everything's perfect. The O-line's gotten a lot better. But my thing is, if you could finish top five as bad as that line was, I can I can see his floor being around 10. But I, I also said to the guys, I think Justin Fields, if something really goes wrong out of every quarterback in the top 12, and I know people are going to say I'm dumb because he has rushing upside, but he really could have the lowest floor. It really could get real ugly if the rushing is not working. But how bad do you think his rushing outside will fall off? That's that's what my issue is. Like, I think he has more upside for more touch, rushing touchdowns, in my opinion. I mean, his passing was bad. He had 17 passing touchdowns, but Jalen Hurts had 22 passing touchdowns. So it's not like when you have that type of rushing ability, you can get in the end zone like that. Like, sometimes I feel like it just makes up for it. I agree. I don't think he's replaceable by any means by his backup. I think I have the most concern with him about you're not well, – bro, it's, it's a part of his game, and it's going to happen, but there are going to be times you can't run the ball. You're going to have to sling it, and I just need to know. Like, I need to see that second-year jump as a passer. And he got the receivers, so I don't want to hear it this year. I do not want to hear it. Um, he, he, had, he was dealing with a lot last year. Like, I don't even know who their receivers were. Mooney was hurt. Claypool was basically their number one, like for for a period of time towards the end of the season. And he's done, I guess. Like he he like we talk about like you know like we give a lot of excuses to a lot of guys. Like I mean, we were just talking about Aaron Rodgers earlier. Like he had a bad receiving core. Like it was bad. Like probably the one of the worst in the league. So I think like I don't and know. It shows you how much rushing is supreme. The fact that he could still be up. I there. Like he had to run. That's that's what I'm trying to say. Like. There was no other option. Like nobody was open. Like there was, and there was a lot of there's a lot of highlights. Like I saw where like he was throwing nice deep bombs, and guys were just dropping the ball. Like I don't know. I think there's room for improvement. Not saying he's gonna be better than whatever he finished last year. Who was it? Uh, QB five. QB five. Mm. I don't know. I think there's definitely room for improvement. I don't know. We'll see. He's hard to gauge. I will admit that. Yeah, he definitely is. Um, he's going to be exciting to have, but I just I don't know how to explain it. And I'm Ohio State guy, so I love Justin Fields, but mm, there's just something risky about it to me where it's just like – and maybe I'm just so dumb, and maybe I'm just passing up on something so agree. I don't know. Um, I could very well be wrong. But, uh, yeah, guys, now let's get into the real. Let's get into the real, guys. Everybody sit back. <laughs> We got we got the next dark horse top five. My favorite QB if going into fantasy this year. <laughs> Mr. Trevor Lawrence of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, you start this one. <laughs> yes, I absolutely will. Go ahead. Because but what did you guys have Trevor on your list as well? Before I start the disrespect? Uh let me I got it right here. Let me pull it up. I had Trevor Lawrence eight. Okay. Yes. We're at seven right now. That's not disrespectful. Yeah. I had him. I had. I'm pretty sure I had him seven. Yeah, a man with some sense. Listen, <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, Trevor Lawrence, big jump from year two to year, uh, year one to year two. Um, went from quarterback twenty three all the way up to quarterback eight, man. Um, that is a very impressive jump to see. Uh, pass attempts went up by one hundred and eighty plus. Um, which didn't go up that much, but the yards went up. And what you saw the second season, everybody kept talking about. Trevor Lawrence having that Peyton Manning type rookie season where he kept throwing hella picks. 25 and 8 is beautiful. He had 25 and 8. And you want to talk about the quarterbacks? Y'all love the Jalen Hurts and y'all love the uh, Justin Fields. He might not be them, but five rushing touchdowns is no scrub if you're going to put in five of those in the end zone by rushing them. Um, Trevor Lawrence had 300 rushing yards and five touchdowns. That is a lot. That is a lot of rushing points from a quarterback. Um, and the way I look at it, we all know the obvious. Mr. Calvin Ridley, welcome back to the league. Um, Calvin Ridley is back. You have Christian Kirk back. You have Evan Ingram back. You have Travis DTM back. You have everybody back, man. The O-line's there. Year two in the system with Doug Peterson. Think about it. This is the first This is the first time in his career. I know it's only year three. But he doesn't have to learn a new system this year. He doesn't have to do, like, a new coach. He doesn't – he actually can be comfortable um, kind of going from where he left off last year. Um Maybe I'm too bullish, man, but everybody knows he's my dark horse top five candidate. That's my guy. Um, but I think worst case, he finishes where he finishes last year, maybe eight or nine. So I feel like 
Worst case, you're getting exactly what you draft. And best case, you're getting a guy that has top five upside. Um, and I don't know. I mean, because you don't – I don't believe he's going incredibly high on 4 for 4 if somebody has it before I do. Well, I have an opponent. He'll be eight. Yeah, um, that's – That's a little too rich for my blood. Um, I'm talking about the eight, overall ADP. Oh, okay. QB8, just 50. the overall ADP. Yeah, that's a little too rich in my blood. That's the first pick in the sixth round. I guess they'll be doing a running back or receiver at that point. But um, he's strong. Um, but I love Mr. Lawrence. Uh, everybody here knows that. Uh, he's probably my favorite quarterback outside of Lamar Jackson going into this year. Yeah, I like. I really like Trevor Lawrence. I mean, this is who he's supposed to be tank for Trevor. Like, this is one of the biggest, like – Tank jobs in history. Yeah, tank job. Yeah, literally. Honestly, he was one of the biggest, you know, college uh, prospects when he when he came to the league. And I did not know he was. What you say he was his rookie year? QB twenty three. I did yeah. not know he was. Yeah. <laughs> so it was good that he really made that jump, and he looked amazing. I mean, we talked about him a lot um, over this off season. He looked amazing down the stretch of the season. I mean, fantasy wise, I mean, he kind of kind of screwed you a few games at the end. But, I mean, just his performance on the field, watching film, he looked really good. And that even continued into the playoffs. Um, there's high expectations for him coming into this year. Um, he should take a even – he took he should take an even higher jump this year, like you said, with the addition of Calvin Ridley. Um, I would just like to see a little bit more consistency. I mean, when you look at his game log, there are a few games where he just kind of kills you, like 10-point games, 5-point games, 6 and points. He's had 6 eight, games where he's probably really good points. Yeah, so you want to see, like, quarterbacks in this range, you don't want to see that kind of thing. These are things you didn't see from guys we, we're, we're saying behind them, like Kirk Cousins and Geno Smith, guys. So you want to see him have that type of consistency. I mean, but he has the weapons to do it. And like you said, another year in the system. This is the year to break out. I will say, if you take every six weeks you're talking about, if there are eight, 18 games. Yeah. So if you take the 12 remaining, he was a QB1 every single week. Yeah. Look, I'm not gonna lie to you. I really want to put him higher, but I just think the guys that I have, we have in front of him are gonna finish a little higher. Because yeah, Trevor Lawrence's weapons, but I think the guys in front of him might they do have better weapons, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, the rushing upside is definitely there, and you know the uh, something man. about him, something about him that is well. I mean, I'm saying rushing upside is in. When he gets inside the um, five, I, I was referring to the I was referring to your weapons comment by everybody ahead of him. I don't agree. Besides, maybe Lamar. Josh Allen does not have better weapons than Trevor Lawrence. Well, Josh Allen is just a better quarterback. So for now, um, hmm. okay, anyway, hot take. Back to what I was saying. Um, <laughs> something that he, Trevor Lawrence does is extends the play rather than dumping it to a running back so that's always promising for I guess like deeper passes um, and he does have a deep wide receiver room so that's also a very good thing and he did it last year with Zay Jones as his number two whereas this year technically either Calvin Ridley or Kurt, or I guess that'll be a 1A 1B but he doesn't have to necessarily rely on Zay Jones to catch some of these balls that he did last year. No disrespect to Zay Jones, but yeah, Zay Jones is a very good player. But yeah, no disrespect. Um yeah, I'm not gonna go on all day about Lawrence, but I do love Lawrence and I'll be damned if I leave he gonna I play too many fantasy leagues. He'll be on some team. I'll be damned if he's not on one of my teams. Um but yeah, everybody knows Lawrence is my guy. Um he's not gonna be my my guy for our my guy or fantasy MVP episode, but uh he might be up there. Um yeah. Let's go ahead and get into number six. Mr. Justin, our second Justin. Mr. Justin Herbert of the Los Angeles. Are, 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 his, are his weapons not better? I would say they are. You might hate me for saying it. I think it's about even. No way. Austin Eckler is a top five running back. Yeah, I don't know. I'll give it to Herbert. All right, go ahead. I'm listening. Uh, I would think that Keenan Allen and Mike Williams both fully okay. healthy. Okay, well, when you, find, will you, will you let me know when Mike, uh, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen play 16 games. I'll be there. Just let me know when it happens. Well, we're assuming everybody's healthy, aren't we? If you assume Mike Williams is healthy, you're on crack. I'm I'm just saying, all right, so when, we rank, when we rank wide receivers and you're pushing for him to be somewhere, I'm, I'm going to remember that comment. In his defense, Calvin really also hasn't played in the last three years. I know it has not injury-wise, but like – 
Hey, I agree. Justin Herbert probably has better weapons. I, I won't argue with y'all. That's fine. We'll I, I'm on the Chargers side. We'll, we'll see when the season weapons. starts. I'll be quiet. <laughs> but um, with Tilly, my biggest thing is with Herbert, Kellen Moore might be the best thing that ever happened to him. They are about to sling this thing so deep. It's that's, about to be ridiculous. That's why. That's why <laughs> he has. I think he potentially he could finish top. I mean, I, I would not Top be surprised. Five. It's he could, he, yeah, he could have a better season than Joe Burrow, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Joe Burrow slander is crazy, but we'll get to that. It's not slander. I'm just saying. We I mean, he's done it before. Crazy. No, he has, and that's what he's I was QB saying. QB two, that's, yeah. That's the point I was about to get to. He's QB. The first two years, he's QB nine, QB. Worst come to worst, he's never finished. He's been a QB one every year he's been in the NFL. Um, and worst come to worst, dog. If we can get back to those. Uh, like that year right before this one, 5,000 yards, 38 touchdowns. I think the problem was this year he didn't finish higher than QB 11. Look at it. First two years, 31 touchdowns, 38, then it dropped to 25. That is a huge difference going down six touchdowns. What, I, what I'm liking when I look at the stats is that volume he had last year, though. 700 attempts. He was number two in the league in attempts. I mean, in yards, number two in attempts as well. And was, they, added the touchdowns. No, they added no real running back. To make this like an actual like downhill running offense or whatsoever, and he added one of the most pass uh, pass heavy aggressive coordinators in the league, and and that's not even mentioning Joshua Palmer, who I don't even know where he'll be on the roster. I mean, on the depth chart, but he'll probably watch you. I forgot about Palmer. I ain't gonna lie. They also had Jalen Guyton. Deeper. Yeah, Jalen Guyton was pretty good the year before. He didn't play all of last year as well. So like, it's air raid season in my opinion. He might lead the league in uh, pass attempts. Austin Eckler might get ninety targets again. I'm joking about. Yeah, and Gerald Everett looked really good in that offense last year as well. Like he was a great addition last year. Austin Eckler might get ninety targets again, but you want, you probably don't have him as your top three picks in the fantasy draft. I'm assuming you're talking to the public, right? I'm talking to you. <laughs> what draft have I ever left with Austin Eckler being in my top three? I'm confused. Listen, you probably have you probably have not, Jamar Chase. Just I'm not. I'm not Brandon. I'm not taking Jamar Chase one on one. When did I ever say I was doing that? Listen, oh yeah. my god. And yeah, <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, I love Herbert. I think all the passing upside is there. He has the coaching, man. Uh, all the weapons they added: Quentin Johnson, rookie wide receiver out of TCU. Dog, him and Mike Lynn, they on the field at the same time. You gonna have a six two, six four, six five guys. Keenan Allen, who's still arguably one of the best route runners, if not the best route runner in football, to some people. And you have the best – I don't think he's the best route runner, but I do think Eckler is the best receiving back. I think that's two different things. I think McCaffrey's a better yeah. route runner, but I do not think McCaffrey's a better pass catcher at this moment than Austin Eckler personally. Um, And so, I don't know. I'm with Tilly, man. I just – it's kind of the limit. I think Herbert's the one guy that you really can get and just be like, bro, oh, my God, everything is there. Um, Yeah. And another, another thing I'll add, like, a lot of people are discouraged by last year, but people got to realize, like, we were just talking, we were just joking about this. Kian Allen was hurt most of the most of the year. Mike Williams was hurt most of the year. There was times where, like, a good chunk of the season where, like, Josh Palmer was, like, the number one receiver. And he still finished number 11. Yeah. That's the worst it's going to get. With bad coaching. That. So, like, yeah. And we just got to finish QB2 literally the year before. So... You see what his what his uh what his ceiling is at. So I mean, he's a guy who could definitely be a, be a steal in the draft if he falls. Yes, sir. We love you over here, Justin. Sling that thing, man. Oh, pause. But listen, <laughs> uh, going into number five, <laughs> uh, we have Mister Joe Burrow. Joseph, hello, Shiesty. How you doing? How you doing, Joe Shiesty? Um, let's be honest, man. If you could talk about anybody, man, Joe, Joe Burrow is one of those guys who's actually truly lived up to the hype of being an actual number one overall pick. Um, last two years, he's finished QB7, QB4, um, and even – but he's went up 356 points is a lot. Bro. I'm telling you, in fantasy, that doesn't happen every day, man. Bro, um, look at his attempts. Look how much that went up. And that's what I'm saying. Look at Herbert. Herbert had 100 more pass attempts. Think about that. Herbert had 100 more attempts than this man and still finished that many spots behind um, that's one thing I look like is efficiency. And you know, give Joe Burrow's credit. Career high in rushing attempts, career high in rushing yards, career high in rushing touchdowns. 76 attempts. Oh, that's more than Trevor Lawrence. 260 and five. Not saying that's repeatable, but if you can get yards, the ground, yeah, 76 attempts is a lot. Five rushing touchdowns. Hey, 
People don't admit, Joe Burrow had 41 touchdowns last year. Like, that's what I'm saying. Those are they're not guys walking around getting 40 touchdowns in the NFL. Um, Joe Burrow's a stud. I don't know what more needs to be said. Yeah, six, 600. He, yeah. Go ahead. He could be a dark horse, number one. Like, very, very, very dark horse, number one. But if you told me Joe Burrow finishes QB1 this year, I would not be surprised. I know, I'd be a little shocked. Just because I can't explain it. It's like he's just not getting over enough of that hump. Like those number one guys just have, I don't know, just something that feels a little different than Burrow. But it's very possible. I, I, I personally I personally wouldn't be that surprised. Um, um yeah, I mean it's it's tough to put on just to, I mean, I don't think it's like out of this world, it's just the fact that all these other these next few quarters we're gonna talk about are just like on another level. I think really you can mix and match about I think the top three should be like the top three for sure. And then I think the next two you can mix around how you want to personally. Yeah. But if he does take a step up, I mean, from what he did last year, last year was incredibly efficient. I mean, he was top five in attempts, but he was number two in passing touchdowns uh, right behind uh, Patrick Mahomes. And that's not with like, you know, Patrick Mahomes gets a different level of attempts than him. He had uh, 38 more attempts. Say his attempts go up 38. Who knows what he could do? And that was with Jamar Chase last year missing, like, I think he missed, like, four four games, four or five games. And T. Higgins was dealing with injury throughout the year as your, well. So. Your, your favorite player. Yeah. I'm telling you, Jamar Chase, I'm not, I mean, I'm not on this bandwagon, but, like. You know, Jamar Chase LSU jersey, not a Bengals one, because that would be disrespectful to the Steelers fan. But <laughs> Jamar Chase is wide receiver one on, on 4480P right now. And so, I mean, that's saying something. He's never been. I don't know where his ADP was last year, just amongst receivers. It was probably like wide receiver four or something. But the fact that they even have him in this like category going as the, you know, wide receiver one. And I don't know what his overall overall number four pick. That's saying something. A lot of people are really excited about Joe Burrow and the Bengals this year. This should be their year to like they always go deep in the playoffs. But I mean, I think they're one of those teams who should be considered for, you know, going to the Super Bowl again. They come close. They've come close the last two two years. So, yeah, you must work for four for four. This is their next step up, man. <laughs> and I'm not on that Jamar Chase uh, wide receiver one bandwagon. Yeah, and no, that's yeah. definitely you working for four for four. You definitely did that. I'm a Cooper Cup yeah. boy. A Cooper Cup is number one. Then that, that that's me. You anybody but Jefferson? <laughs> we know just anybody but Jefferson. Yeah. Hey, world to move. But like Tilly said, you know what I mean? Uh, it's not that we're trying to short you guys. When we get towards these top guys, man, there's really not a lot of explanation or nothing that's going to make you pivot or put two over one or one over three. Mm. Realistically, you probably have your mind made up, and it's not going to change, honestly. No, no, um, no. Don't say that yet. I need to hear from you about this next guy. I need to hear from you. <laughs> I need to hear some confidence in your voice this next time. I guess we go ahead and jump right into it. Coming in at number four, the best player in the world. Uh, it's Mr. Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens. Um, it feels good to be a Ravens fan. You got the best player in football. You know what I mean? Um, Finally. But uh, I'm not going to lie. I have Burrow ahead of Lamar. Uh, I'll say that personally. I'll just start off with it. I did not have uh, Lamar ahead of Burrow. Um, so there's a majority of people. Yeah, I think yeah, Lamar's QB5 on ADP. <laughs> so it's about the opposite. But, um, but Lamar – Dog, I'm expecting a monster season. And I hate when people say this. Stop saying the MVP season. Just let it be a great season. It doesn't have to be like the MVP season, please. Like, there's a reason that was the MVP season. Now, if that does end up happening, that's fine. Um, But if you look back at it, dog, I just don't see how Lamar fails or how he finishes outside the top five um, or anything like that. But I feel like Brandon's the biggest fan of Lamar. I do love Lamar, but I feel like everybody here thinks <laughs> I'm doubting him or anything. Um. This is the best receiver. I'm scared, bro. I've never seen this. I've just never seen him have this many receiving weapons. I've never seen him have this many weapons. The new offensive coordinator. Um, if Lamar Jackson stays healthy all 16 games, as Tilly would say, I wouldn't be surprised if you see quarterback one as Lamar Jackson at the end of 2023. Hey, love I wouldn't be surprised if any of these guys that we started with Burrow finished yeah. number one would not surprise me. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the only thing I'll say about Lamar is I like the change in offensive coordinator. Everything, 
Everybody's been saying that the pace of play will be up a lot this upcoming year. And then looking back on you know the history of the Ravens, they've always been a slow-paced team. Um, I mean, just reflecting on MVP season, one thing that's an outlier compared to the rest of his seasons. I mean, of course, he was actually healthy that year. I mean, he missed one game. But he also threw for the most uh, volume he ever did, 400 passing attempts. These past few years, he's been around 370, 380. Last year, he was 320, but I know like, he was hurt for like six games. If he can get back up to that like 400 pass attempt range, which they're saying that they're trying to do, they're trying to pass the ball more than they ever have. So he could be even past four pass um 400 pass attempts. I mean, it would be amazing to see his uh passing yards increase. Um as well as his passing touchdowns. They've been quite low the last few years. Um, he's always gonna be Lamar in the run game. Um, so yeah. Best receiving core you guys have had. It should be a great season. You guys should be competing with uh, Joe Burrow. Well, the worry is there may not be as many design runs. That's my problem. That's true. Um, but well, we don't know, though. We don't. But I know you just gave him – I know you just made him the richest player to ever play in the NFL, so I know you don't want him hurt. I do know that. But, like, listen, like, last two years, he's had three rushing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns. Before that, it was seven, seven, and five. If we can get back to, like, seven rushing touchdowns, that would be nice. A guy like him doesn't need design runs, though. He'll, he'll make his own. He'll make his own runs. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day. So I mean, and on top of this, this is the first year we really get to see him. Feel like you know, there's no excuse when he steps back to drop the ball. You have you have every weapon in the world. I don't want to hear he can't. I don't want to hear any excuse from the Ravens or any excuse from Lamar. Um, so uh, if Lamar plays off sixteen games, seventeen games, it, he's not finished outside the top five. It's, it's probably not likely at all. Um, let's go ahead and get into number three. This is where it gets spicy. But this is where he's disrespectful. Oh, God. Anyhow. Go ahead. Let's hear it. Coming in at number three is Mr. Defending Super Bowl champion, defending MVP of the NFL, uh, defending quarterback one in fantasy football, um, Mr. Patrick Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, But apparently everybody everybody around here doesn't value (laughs) Number one, the same, I guess. Um, and I get overall, I did admit Josh Allen should probably be the number one, just because if you if we did put Josh Allen number one, he should be number one because consistency over the last couple of years, he's been either one or two basically almost every year. Um, Mahomes has not been number one every year, and as I get that, um, I just don't see what's going to change about their offense. I think he's going to sling it the same. They'll be asked to provide 35, 40 touchdowns. Um, he's going to give you a little bit of rushing upside. And um, if you're new to football, I don't I don't know how to describe him, but he's like he's like Steph Curry. If you if you go with NBA, like you're yeah. really just watching Patrick Mahomes. Um, so I don't know. If you ask me, any guy, I love Jalen Hurts and I love Josh Allen, but you give me 15, I, I'm going to war every week. I don't know. I'm just okay. You give me number 15. I I agree with you. He could definitely be QB one. Um, but, I mean, when you just look at – he has to do some really – like, that was an amazing season. Yeah, I know he's very capable. He's the best quarterback in the league. But, I mean, he's only finished QB on once before, and that was back in 2018. I mean, besides that, 7-4-4 four, four, and then one this past year. So, I mean, he could definitely do it. But it's, it takes some crazy things because he's not – one. like, these next two guys we have ahead of him have a little bit of an advantage just because they can – they have, like, a more design runs, and we know what type of, you know, upside that brings for quarterbacks. Um, but – He's the best quarterback in the league. And these guys are interchangeable. I think he's the most probably safest out of these three. Cause he's just just the type of talent he is. Um, but I think the other two guys have a little more upside. That's the only reason I had him at three. Oh. Any three of these guys are gonna like it. I don't know how to say it. Just like they're gonna one of them's gonna finish number one. And I you can honestly probably pick a three sided coin. You know, it's not a thing and flip it, and that's who it's going to be. There's nothing to say about Mahomes, man. I, I will not be taking you, my friend. People on crack for your ADP. Yeah, the, the, ADP, for all three, the ADP for all three of these guys is a little, uh, yeah. a little much for me. And Mahomes is the highest ADP wise, especially like in a one quarterback league. Yeah. Somebody, else, at least four for four, has their stuff, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, man. Uh, Honestly, if y'all don't mind, just have my reveal the top two at once. All right, let's get it. 
Coming in at number two is Jalen Hurts. Well, I had it one. Okay. I had my homes <laughs> at one. Let me throw that out there. Um, hey, let's, yeah, let's get that clear. What was y'all's top? All right, Joe, what's your top three? Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts. Mine was Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Mahomes. Mine was Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Mahomes. I thought you switched up, Tilly. I can't decide. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, yeah, I, I never ty- I never typed in Mahomes at two after I said I was thinking <laughs> about it. So he's still. So I guess we have Jalen Hurts of the Philadelphia Eagles coming in number two and Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills coming in number one. Um, Josh Allen deservedly so. I believe, like we talked about, um, do you have – did anybody have him up on sleeper? Or just I do. What's his finishes? Uh, the last four years, well, last year, starting at last year, two, one, one, eight. He's been, he's been top two every th- last three years and number one two out of the last three years. Nothing's really changed about the offense. He's going to be dependent on the same. He's going to get as many pass attempts. He's going to get as many rush attempts as he has. Um, look at that, bro. What quarterback in his career is getting eight rush touchdowns? Nine, eight, six, seven. Yeah. Um, and what's crazy, so, even last year, he was dealing with the elbow injury for a good portion of the year, like towards the back half of the year as well. So I think he'll come back healthy and hungry. And for Hurts, um, <laughs> I actually don't think there's anything to say other than just stay healthy. If he stays healthy, he doesn't finish outside the top five. Then that's his floor, is number five. If he I, stays healthy. Yeah, I think they have the best offense, like just weapon-wise, including like A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Goddard, and, De- and DeAndre Swift. Rashad Penny. <laughs> Rashad yeah, Penny. They have the deepest. They might be the arguably the deepest. And their O-line's insane. Like, it's just powerhouse. My only concern for Allen is – Bro, they're just asking him to do too much every year. I hate to say it, bro. Like, I know he got digs. He got Kincaid like, now. Oh, you're right. But it's just like they didn't do anything to improve the run game again. You don't like Damian Harris and Latavius Murray? He's a tight <laughs> Listen. They I'm might take saying. away rushing to his honestly. That's my thing as well. Like, if that happens by any chance. But he'll probably stay in the same range, I believe. And he'll stay in the, like, five to seven range, I believe. Um, but we're looking at all between Hertz and Allen. I just think Hertz upside is going to be his thousand yard rushing ability and double digit rushing touchdowns. Um, I love them all. I love everybody. Hertz is the best rushing touchdown guy, like quarterback inside the five. Josh Allen is right up there, but I just think uh, the Eagles make up a better design for Jalen Hertz than they do for Josh Allen. Um, in my opinion, toward the goal line. Um, yeah, those are our top two guys, man. Those are the QB12 rankings. We appreciate you guys sticking around as always. You know, you can follow us on social media at Podcast EGS. Um, and you and our link in our bio, you can find all episodes. You know, we appreciate any support you guys would like to give. Um, I know we don't have money seconds. If you guys have anything to say before we head out, man. No, the next ones are going to be pretty interesting. Patrick Mahomes should be number one. <laughs> <clears throat> and Trevor Lawrence will finish top three.